Welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am your host, Josh Denhart. The Lead Volunteers Podcast exists to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. This podcast is a production of the leadministry.com suite of resources, which includes our flagship course, Lead Volunteers, how to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Let's jump into the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Volunteers podcast. I am traveling around the country, and I happen to meet a fella who listens to the podcast, and we got to talk, and I thought, man, I got my equipment here. Let's record one. So introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Michael Bird, and I'm the Connections Pastor at Christ Community Church in Huntersville. Okay, very good. So tell us a little bit about what you do on the regular, because I heard from other staff people that that you're out and about all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what I what I oversee here is every. If you were to kind of take two major buckets, it would be assimilation and adult discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm largely trying to help folks go. Uh, how do I take a step? Uh, yeah. Whether it's a step to follow Christ for the first time, a step to be baptized, a step into a group, a step to start serving. So basically, whatever membership. their next step yeah. would be, you're yeah. the guy who's pointing signs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then trying to, you know, it, no one person can do this. There's no sort of lone ranger approach to it. And so, uh, on the on the one hand, I want to be as in the mix as I can. On the other hand, uh, you have to be able to create systems and processes that are sort right. of able to undergird all of that and equip our whole church family to invite others in. And so it's got to be more than just one guy out there doing it. Couldn't agree more. Okay. So tell us your first and last name. Tell us one more time, exactly your role. Tell us your first and last name, Michael Bird and I'm the connections pastor. All right. Well, what I love is that it can't be, there is no lone ranger approach. And if anybody on the podcast has not heard that vibe throughout the podcast, right? It is not, this is, it is a team full contact team sport, you know Absolutely what I mean? Right. And we need people. And so your job is to build others to do the work of the ministry and to get them involved. But one of the things you do is that as the Care and Connections guy, you're out in about hospital, baby, tragedy. Do you do some of that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. You know, all of our pastors here are are really tasked with the care mm-hmm. side of it, the shepherding side of Who it. Who isn't as a pastor, absolutely. or at least they should be. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, anyone really with a shepherding gift, I would say pastor a title or not, uh, the, the whole body needs the whole body. That's your point. And, yeah. and so the fact where uh, the fact of, uh, is that we live in a world that is totally broken by sin, yeah. where people are going to experience tragedy and heartache and loss and absence, and they need the body of Christ to come alongside yeah. them and to be around them in that space. And so, um, so yeah, as a pastor, we're coming alongside folks there, but we, we're also calling and equipping our, our community group leaders and our core team. Right. Our, we call our core team, our volunteer team. Yeah. And so our volunteer team leaders, we want to see the whole body really step into that with them. And, and, and here's a funny thing you can tell me. I've never, I've only shared this with a couple of people, but the interesting thing is that I'm a new course that's coming out. Uh, it'll be a couple years because I've got a long list of courses. But one sure. of the future courses is going to call is going to be called lead counseling, mm-hmm. and all that. It's not going to be like, hey, take this course to be a counselor. No, it's like, hey, you need to impress upon your body and your volunteers what what would you do in the short term if somebody had a death? Yeah, 
like, let me just give you a crash course in here's some passages. Here's what never to say. Here's what to say. And that's kind of your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, that's all of our job as, as the Isn't body it? is to lean into that kind of brokenness with folks. And, and, and educate people how to be a lay leader. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, the, like right before we pushed record, I was like, okay, stop everything. Don't say that until we're on the, the recording because it was really good. So you had, were talking with a set of interns. Your church has mm-hmm. a healthy internship program. Yep. And you made a really sweet mention to them uh, about the difference between formal theological training and like on the ground training. Talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm absolutely, uh, uh, you know, went to Bible college, mm-hmm. went to seminary. I'm so pro formal theological education. Yes. And, and the reality is that our theology informs our philosophy, informs our methodology. And so if you if, if on the ground there's things that aren't working, you, you, you're going to have to go back down through your theology and into your or, or back down through your philosophy and into your theology sometimes to figure out why aren't things working. But there there's the compliment here where you on the one hand have the importance of having um, the right theological education. That's, but that's also, super important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you step into these things in a way that would be God honoring and in a way that's going to um, be biblically like yeah, solid, totally right. So you have to have that theological yes. foundation. Here's, here's like to sum up one thing that you said just a minute ago, I would say orthodoxy, mm-hmm. straight thinking leads to straight practice or orthopraxy. That's right. So orthodox, this is like, um, Okay, we talk about orthodontist. Mm-hmm. Dontics are teeth. And so ortho means straight. And so orthodox, straight thinking about God. Mm-hmm. Right? That's straight thinking about God, ortho. And so then what you believe theologically will translate in how you operate practically. Right. So get that stuff st- squared up first. Right. However, you can't just have great thinking about God. Exactly. Not in the local church. Exactly. And, you know, there. There's sure there's like a stream of, of thought out there that would say sort of pastors are paid to look out the window. I think I read a headline like that recently and um, really well respected guy who gosh, so far ahead of me. But but the sentiment in that is uh, on, on the one hand, sure, pastors are paid to, to think rightly about God and, and to do all of those things. But but what we also have to do is be able to practice this. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to have. And, and so much of what I appreciate about what's happening here on a podcast like yours is. Uh, what this really is for a lot of folks is a field guide. Yes. Uh, where, where you know, you sure you need to have the right theological education, but you also need the real tools. You need the real uh, strategy. You need mm-hmm. the real sort of um, the real sort of like tips and tricks and and yes. do this, do this, and don't do that. And here's the pitfalls to avoid. I mean, when you get into this thing, when I started in this role, I started yeah. in a role. Uh, and my, my job title was uh, the pastor of assimilation and local outreach, which is uh, big. It's like it's just a role that's built for a person. You know, you like take these two things and we think you can handle this and see you later. Um, and then you start to have to ask the question, well, How? what exactly is that? What does that mean? Yes. <laughs> How do I do this? And uh, and then you start to look at, OK, well, in the New Testament, what is assimilation? Because uh, it's sure not in the book. I mean, you, you, you don't read the words assimilation anywhere in, in the book. And so you have yeah. to go. Well, what is this and what is the sort of biblical equivalent to it? And so we started to have to build tools here to measure really clear wins and to go, well, how do we achieve these wins? And so we're talking about, uh, you know, what are the what are sort of eight, uh, maybe eight things that would help us to determine whether or not assimilation has 
uh, happened mm-hmm. or not. Uh, so, to, so to be able to go in a binary way, yes or no, black or white, yeah, off yeah, or yeah, on, yeah, yeah. in or out, we have achieved this uh, because because it is going to immediately sort of leak over into biblical, uh, a spiritual formation yeah, yeah, and yeah. growth uh, spiritually. And and so to be we, what we needed in there was all right, great. I, I need to identify what those wins are. I need to be clear about what is the Bible or you know what are we talking about? We're talking about assimilation. And then we needed a, a guide to go, how do I help people take these kinds of steps? Right. And the funny thing is, you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Like, we, I'll put it this way. The stuff that I do and the content that I seek to create is post-seminary education. Mm-hmm. So seminary does a great job, but they don't tell you how to make a spreadsheet yep. in order to make sure that the baptism class and baptism service <laughs> doesn't fall <laughs> That's right. by the wayside. They don't do that. And so, and, and I don't think that anybody is really learning that stuff until they hit the ground. Right. Right. And so right. it's like, wow, how, what, 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 what am I, how do I lead volunteers? Mm-hmm. How do I not fall on my face? Because I, this is a big church. Mm-hmm. You can't do this on your own. No one can. No one can. And so where, where, where seminary leads off is where in my heart, where lead ministry and lead volunteers, that's the, that's the hole that I'm seeking to fill. Yeah. And that's helped you. No, it absolutely has. It's helped me. It's helped a ton of folks on our team. And so as often as I can like sort of uh, reference this or recommend it to someone, I'm going, Hey, if you, if you have, you know, 20 minutes confession, like I listen to this on, on one and a half or one and a quarter speed, you go fast. Uh, I go fast and I just, but I'd rather, I'd of rather course. get two in on a run than than just one, and you know, and then ten minutes of music. And so, uh, so I try to go fast, and I try to get one or uh, one or two in as often yeah, as I great, can. And, um, but man, yeah, I I am so appreciative of of this ministry. And so, it is. There is a place and a space for the theological and the philosophical, but mm-hmm. there should be a place for the practical and the tactical. That's right. And. You know, we all have different gifts in the body of Christ. And I'll tell you what, this is one of my gifts mm-hmm. is being um, like crazy, crazy systems oriented. Yeah. And it can help the body. Um, now, as it relates to volunteers, what have been some of the biggest wins and what have been some of the maybe not colossal fails, but a couple of the stumbles that you've learned from mm-hmm. and that you could speak to? Yeah. You know, I think they're probably two sides of the same coin for me. So maybe I'll tell two stories and sort of give you a sense of, of what, what I'm learning, what I've learned yeah. and, 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 and let your listeners kind of decide where the value is in that. Or if there's <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so I can remember uh, when I first started here, uh, we were a church of about 300. Uh, it was about six years ago. Uh, God's an incredible work here. This and is a bigger um, church than 300 now. Yeah, certainly it is. So on roughly 1,300 to 1,400 people here on a Sunday mm-hmm, each, mm-hmm. each week. And so just the kindness of God. And we don't, like, we're, we're just consistently telling people, like, it's there's nothing special here uh, apart from just the Spirit of God at work and the lives mm-hmm. of people. All we're trying to do is just not mess it up, you know? Sure. And maybe, like, surely you've felt that before where you go, like, man, there's just this is just so beyond me. For sure. And, and just so beyond what any of us could, could do. Uh, and it's so, been so fun. Uh, one of the things that, that we did is we knew that we really wanted to have an an external focus. We wanted to stop being so inwardly of focused course. and external focus on the community and such. And so we started this outreach and uh, once a year, Thanksgiving, we uh, packed bags of groceries that mm-hmm. would sort of last for the week for folks and Thanksgiving type meals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
And so really early on, I, um, I sort of spearheaded that, that deal. And w what happened was uh, I dramatically underestimated the size and, and scale of, of, what the, of the event. Uh, one, and the yeah, manpower like, that would be needed. Okay, watch yeah. this. It's almost like they're like, hey, anybody, you're like, I'll do that. You sure. raise your hand and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> whoa, what have I got? Because my, yeah. my, the logistics, okay, that's the thing. That's right. the thing that I bring to the table. I'm mm -hmm. super grateful, Michael, that, you're, that you were, were talking about this. That's the thing that I bring to the table is mm -hmm. to help people not die from the logistics because yeah. it can chew you up. You can you can have all of your theological I's and T's dotted, but you can't, it comes down. By the way, Acts chapter six, classic example. This yes. is like your, this is your like, this this is your ministry, right? The, the serving of the widows was failing. Mm -hmm. So they, they loved God and they knew his heart for the widow, but they were dying and people were getting angry because widows weren't getting served. Yep. They needed an administrative overhaul. Yeah. And that's what a lot of churches and need. Nobody, uh, I've, I've almost ne maybe never met anyone uh, who, who is just so eager for the gift of administration, <laughs> but it is the sleeper, man. I mean, you, you know it when you don't have it on the team. Preach. And, and it's one of those things where uh, you're, nobody's going, oh gosh, look at this amazing, you know, it's, it's not a sexy gift. No, it's not. But it is absolutely needed. And it's one of the things that uh, if you care so much about the heart of God yes. for people uh, and you want to serve them more than one at a time, you've got to be able to master administration or at least invite others in and task them that's and mobilize it. them to do it. 100%. And that's what the apostles, they were like, I mean, in a sense, they were like, dang, um, we, we aren't those guys. Yeah. And so let's find seven people of full of faith in the Holy Spirit who have a track record. Yeah. And then they now were the first deacons, essentially, and they were an administrative team. Yeah. This is great. I love that it's the sleeper gift. That's the quote of the day, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not the upfront power thing, but it's the thing that undergirds the power thing. Yeah, and, and, and so this is a sleeper for, gift. I love that. I mean, I I think I felt so like on this on this Thanksgiving on, thing, on, right? Well, well, yeah. So I think so. Just related to the gift of administration. Yeah. So for me, I would say this is probably a spiritual gift. I think God's kind of affirmed that in me, and and we. Me too. It's, and so, yeah, totally. And so, um, you know, I think it took me a long time to realize and embrace the value of that. Uh, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Keep going with that. Well, you see these, and, and I think that Acts chapter 6 is the perfect example of that because uh, there's, you've got guys who are going, you know, I've got a word and prayer ministry. Right. And then you're going, well, I've got administration. Yeah. And, and are I'm these, gonna, you know. I'm going to serve tables. As yeah. the, that's what the language that yeah. they used. And they even said, we don't have time to serve tables. Yeah. We, we can't be drawn away from the word and and prayer. However, um, there's a very interesting little passage and a very, very minor aspect of Acts chapter six that a lot of people overlook. It says that, all, that, that, that as a result of how the, how the seven dealt with that and really truly did start serving widows, that the Bible says that many people came to faith as well as some priests. Yeah. Now watch this. A lot of people, you probably do because you've studied this in and out. Those priests, their job in the Jewish 
um, a, a system, they were the ones who were seeking to do all kinds of care. They were the ones who were seeking to do even medical care, right? Oh, interesting. Right, because they wow. were the ones looking at diseases on arms and is mm -hmm. this leprosy, is this, what is this? They had, uh, the, the priests even had somewhat of a governmental role, right? Because this, yeah. was, this was not separation of church and state. The, the, is, the nation of Israel was, it was all one. Mm -hmm. It was religious and, so they were heavy, heavy, heavy administrators and they saw um, they're, they're winning at this. And that was an appeal to become Christ followers. Yeah. And yeah. so don't tell me that the gift of administration isn't used by God because when those basic needs were being met at a grand slam level, People's people were see. That's right. This is it. They love each other. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, if they're dropping the ball, they're gonna say, "Well, um, they really don't love each other. What do you do?" Yeah, I think that's the encouraging thing for for you know for me, for you, for people who are kind of gifted in this space is, man, God's using yes, using the totality of the body. And so, thank you. You know, when I became a Christian, it was. All, I, can, I can just remember just feeling like, you know, God, if you can do anything with this mess at all, you can have it all. Yeah. And and somewhere along the way, my heart got a little muddied where I started to go, is this gift enough? Brother, but, you know, like this is a special moment because I have continued to struggle with that mm -hmm. to this day. And, you know, to be like, because I, I don't think that, I, I mean, I can communicate in front of large crowds of people, no question, but there's a difference about preaching than teaching. Mm -hmm. Preaching is a totally different deal. And I don't think I have that gift. Yeah. And Paul even says, hey, guess what, everybody? Let's not seek those gifts. Let's seek these other gifts. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These big flash gifts. I've been guilty of wanting those things. Sure. Right? Yeah. But it's really encouraging to hear on this particular interview you affirming, whether you're meaning to or not, my gifts. Yeah. And you affirming your own gifts. Well, I, you know, they they are they are that they are gifts yeah you know we what did we have that we didn't receive yeah and um and so i want to be a good steward of what god's entrusted to me and i want to use it and leverage it as best i can for his glory and to just go if he says it's enough it's enough yeah you know and, and of course those passages first corinthians 12 13 especially 14 where it says you know, the purpose of a gift is to edify and build yeah. the body. That's yeah. the purpose of a gift. It's not for your own thing. And so our gifts of administration, it's a beautiful thing to see the gears not begin to smoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like when our gifts are being used, it happens more fluidly. Yeah, that's but right. That's a gift to the body. Yeah. Hey, friends. I hope you're enjoying today's podcast and that you are a regular listener. If the podcast is proving to be helpful to you in your ministry, I want to invite you to go deeper. I've created nearly a dozen full-length video courses about all of the major topics for ministry success. Lead volunteers, lead outreach, lead interns, lead productively, and so many more. You can have access to every course I have ever created, plus all of the upcoming courses we are getting ready to create at leadministry.com. I would be honored to be your guide and to take you and your leadership to the next level. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code podcast, you can take 
an additional 20% off. Check it out at leadministry.com. And now, back to the podcast. So, okay, go back now. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this story because I, I, I love to hear like where you were so overwhelmed. You're like, dang, because this is one of your first big projects. Right? It is. It is. So I was uh, new in ministry. Mm-hmm. I w- was married and um, and I, <laughs> I still am married. Which yes. Is great yes, news. Yes. Um, uh, my, I, I can remember my wife is such a trooper and I had bitten off this huge chunk. You know, we were going to go contact grocery stores and corporate and we're trying to get turkeys donated Pro. to re- I mean we and we had this goal of like we had 300 people in our church and we had a goal of reaching you know 350 people and serving these meals and, and all this stuff and um, I mean after about a week of all-nighters one after another after another uh, I can remember where I was sitting in my car and my wife just why are we going to 25 grocery stores asking for you know these $25 a piece gift cards trying to piecemeal this thing together. And I'm thinking in my mind, there, I missed something. There has to <laughs> there be a better has way. has to be a better way. And, and, you know, I think what I, what I really missed there is I didn't want to give that away. Okay. Talk to that. Cause yeah. that is, that is, that is the, the Achilles heel of every mm-hmm. single human in ministry. And the, you know, here's the, Here's the most maybe, um, it's the here's the most defensible way I've ever treated it. I don't want to. I w- sure I'll give it away, but I need to understand it first. I need to wrap my mind around There's it. A lot I of need to be to in the role and absolutely there totally is. Um, but you can't you can't be every position on the team all the time for any amount of time unless you want to die and not succeed. Yeah, absolutely, and so. I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what a massive change. The Lord was so kind to us in it, mm-hmm. and we really, it, we really were able to serve and bless families, and it was so good. He provided incredible ways. But, but in, in spite of my leadership failure, <laughs> you know, this is where it's, you know, he can work through uh, totally broken vessels. And, and what I learned immediately on the heels of that was, I mean, I need five people yes. who are thinking about this at a high level and then we've got to recruit and mobilize people and send. Who are, who are the yeah, feet of this thing? Absolutely. And so Not we came back the next show. year and totally rethought the volunteer structure, um, and it, and it was a it was a, a dramatically different different deal. But what a miss, you know? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> in a sense, like almost a gift that well, I mean, God came through and it all happened. But it was painful for mm-hmm. you, and it is yeah. out of that pain that all of a sudden we we have a moment where we're like. Okay, can't do it that way again. That's right. I've had plenty of those. Um, and so then to think in your mind that, I mean, what did your ter- team turn into then? Yeah, so um, <laughs> incredibly, uh, the first person we I recruited, I said, hey, listen, there's a, a lovely lady here named Sherry Howard. Uh, I don't think she'll mind me saying her last name, but, you know, <laughs> don't look her up. She's great. Uh, so uh, Sherry uh, was just Love the church, mm-hmm. all in on the mission, was continually going, hey, what are we doing? Are we doing anything? What are we doing in the community? And uh, a great sorry, person yeah, to ask. Totally right. And, uh, attitude and heart. And so I came to share. I said, hey, listen, I just need you to just think about this with me. Can we, and we started in January. Okay. And now so, that's another good thing. I'm glad yeah. that you brought this up. Let's push pause. This was a November deal. Mm-hmm. When did you raise your hand and get this thing on your plate? <laughs> the first time? Yes. 
September. Okay. Okay. Everybody who's listening, look at that. So you raised your hand in September and you about died, you and your wife pulling all nighters. Yeah. And then the next year, you started in the grand month of January. Absolutely. That is, that is 10 solid months, if not 11, depending on how you spin it. Mm -hmm. Hello. Yeah. These things take time. Yeah. This is not. Okay, keep going. So you got so, her on the team. So, so, uh, and, and you know, our team back then, everyone was all in. It was great. Everyone on our ministry team was, was, you know, in the spaces that they needed to run mm -hmm, in to mm -hmm. do it. But it was, I mean, the overall load of it was, you yeah. know, was on my shoulders to kind of You're execute the, the deal as a point person. Yeah. So, uh, so when we came back the next year, we came back in January, I said, Sherry, come to the meetings with me, help me think about it. Let's talk through this thing. Help me recruit volunteers. I just wanted to just watch it for a year. Just come and watch it for a year. Love that. Knowing uh, as you know, the longer we're together, the more I'm going to give her, a, you know, mm -hmm. give away mm -hmm. to her. And, and she little, totally roast the occasion. Uh, and, and so the next year she ran with the whole thing. So uh, and, and so she has been such a valuable part of our church. So to the point that uh, we hired her to be on our staff team, actually, uh, earlier this year, she came on as a ministry assistant and oversees all of our assimilation uh, process, the actual, the kind okay. of the, the nitty gritty of getting folks into okay. all these things. P push pause for a second. Yeah. This is such a cool story because, because out of you almost crashing and burning, almost, would you say? Totally. Okay. So with you pulling it off, but at a great cost, mm -hmm. then you found somebody who was think about that. She was asking, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so like our leadership ears should be screaming at that mm. point. That person is continuing to ask that question. What, where are they plugged in? Yeah. Right. So you bring her on, you give her small pieces, you observe her, she's with you. But over time, over six years, when did she start on staff? She started on staff earlier this year. Okay. Okay. Time everything out. You've been on for six years. I've been on for five and a half, five and a half years. So a five and a half, a five year process, mm -hmm. a five year process of her now coming into the fullness of her gifts to now serve the whole body. Yeah. And let's push pause for another moment. You having identified her and then slowly poured into her. That's the building of the body. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. She's yeah. now a I mean, she, who doesn't need building continually, but she's a fully built person to the point where she's on staff. Yeah. Come and, on. And she's, so she's on staff and continues to serve on Sunday mornings in a volunteer role where she's leading a team. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah she's wonderful and, and is totally. And uh, so, to us. so for the listener out there who, <laughs> you know, you, maybe you are like Michael and I, and you are administrative, uh, that's fine but you still have found yourself running into a brick wall and you're like, whoa, I'm out of my league. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Take it, right? I hope somebody yes. out there is like, oh man, I needed that today. Just chill out. You're fine. Yeah. But stop trying to do it yourself. That's right. Like word to the wise, you were never intended to be the Marlboro man out there on the, on the plane smoking Bajani's all by, you're not supposed to be by yourself. That's right. That's you right. need a team. And so, Together, it was you two. How did that work? How did you? Yeah, yeah. so she just, uh, she had a full-time job. So she just, we'd schedule, uh, if you know, we did a lot over email. You know, the, the process of sort of like even starting to, to gather donations mm -hmm. and solicit and marketing and all, all those kinds of things. Uh, can, a lot of it was done over email on, you know, she had nights and weekends. and But as many meetings as we could have over Zoom or we could hop on a call with a, you know, a person or, uh, or, you know, as we started to recruit, I would encourage her on Sunday mornings, 
hey, come and stay for both services. And I just want you to uh, talk to as many people as you That's can it. about this and just invite them in. Relational. Yep. Yep. So Sherry became the whole recruiting arm. Uh, and, and I would, so I would talk to folks and get them as close as I could to saying yes. And I go, you really didn't talk to Sherry about this. Cause she and was, the she was yeah, yeah, she was kind of the heart. She was kind of the, the seal, the deal. Yeah. Um, and here's the funny thing. Uh, this is not pawning off ministry on somebody. No, this is not. allowing her to experience with her one and only life, the fullness of laying up treasure in heaven, mm-hmm. the usefulness in the King's hands. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, there's a thing here where um, I, I'm just convinced that, that that you are going to stagnate at a certain point if you're not able to live into and use the gifts God's given 100%. you. And so for her, it was a matter of helping her to flourish spiritually uh, it, by the exercise of her gifts. And she's got great soft skill. I mean, she was just a person who um, she's got the gift of encouragement. Sure. And, and so for her, she was in front of people consistently and then behind the scenes, she was using some of her administrative gifts. Yes. And, and so and so, in a lot of ways, what, what happened in Sherry is, I don't think she came to us and thought, I'm a leader. I think she came no. to us and thought, I'm a servant and I'll step into this. And what she found in the end is that she became a leader. Yeah, yeah. And I will guarantee that she would say that the quality of her own spiritual life exploded. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I yeah. want other leaders out there to realize is that is that when we enlist other people to use their latent, unused, untapped gift in the kingdom, the thing that they were created to do once they experience that, they're experiencing the Lord in a way that sitting around and reading your Bible by itself can't touch. That's right. It's both and. That's right. Wow. So she's on staff. What a killer full circle story that I had no idea was going to. I know. Yeah. We, yeah we, 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 this is, we just pushed record and started talking. Uh, that's super cool. Um, I love the idea that you got burned. I love the idea that out of the ashes of that, you said there's got to be a different way. Yeah. And you brought somebody else in. And I would imagine that she served and provided intelligence for that event for the last five years. Yeah, we actually, we, we uh, pivoted off of it. Uh, we did two years of drive-through during COVID mm-hmm. and, have, and shifted mm-hmm. back last year. We're reevaluating the whole, the whole piece, but, uh, but, but she was generally, a part of your she team. has been the point person for it since that year. And yeah. so then that's been her long range development mm-hmm. and gift building yep. under your care. Yeah. Well done, pastor. Man, well done. The Lord's been really, really good to us here. And so. what did you learn? We'll close with this. What did you learn? You know, well, first of all, you learned a lot in <laughs> September to November to go, I need a team. We yeah. can't do this again. That's yeah. fair. That's We got that. That's solved. But what did you learn in terms of your leadership development to lead her? Yeah. Um, the, the main thing I, I have maybe learned over this whole period has just been the the danger of insecurity in a leader. Wow. Unpack uh, that. What do we got here? So, you know, why? Why wouldn't I invite people in to begin with? Mm. I was afraid it wasn't going to get done right. Or I was afraid that it was going to get done well, and then would they need me? Uh, but I was afraid. And okay. I was afraid, am I, am I enough? Am I safe on my own? How I am? Does God have me here, or do my gifts have me here? Oh, wow. What an interesting thing. I would say as I've studied this for a long time, and I would say that the, the fear of not multiplying yourself mm-hmm. or not enlisting others falls in two big categories. It's either pride or it's shame. Mm-hmm. Will they be able to do as good as I can? Well, that's pride. Or 
am I even needed here? And if I bring somebody else in, am I, am I dumb? Am I so bad that you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I do. Which one would you fall to? <laughs> uh, depending on the day of the week. Cause you the, know? I, I fall to both of them. Absolutely. Yeah. The, and that's the thing about, uh, your, your gifts can, can cause you to go, Oh, I'm so good at this thing. And so, mm-hmm. so it lends itself to pride, you know, and, but on the other side, there is, there's the very real sort of internal who you are behind am I good all enough? of this. And am I enough? And so then yeah. I need to prove that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I can, I'm going to bare knuckle. I'm going to white knuckle this thing. And that's yeah. shame. Yeah, That's shame. And so, um, you learned how to, that's a deep, we could have a whole entire podcast on this, but you learned, um, to be secure with yourself. I, maybe I would say I'm learning that. Yeah. You know, the, but the value of trusting others and trusting the Lord to provide through his church. And that, that there's people out there that yeah, exist. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not only that, the, I think the real shift for me has been over the last five years is going from player to coach and understanding That's fantastic. that like your wins are, I'm, I'm riding the coattails of our volunteers and of hundred percent. Uh, my wins are only ever going to be shown through equipping the saints for the work of the ministry and going low and letting them go high. Yes. Which is so, not the same so as I, five years ago. I win vicariously. Yeah. I win as they win. I'm not, I'm not, I'm standing on the side going, yes, but it's, it's, it's quite rarely is it me receiving the trophy or yeah. me out in front. And I think that's, that's where the win is. That's the body. That's the body. Man, God bless you, Michael. This was a rich, rich, rich um, interview. And how fun that I'm walking through a church and you're like, hey. I know. It's so unexpected. (laughs) So Podcast guy. So kind of you to have me on. I really appreciate this and and really just appreciate your ministry. Hey, God bless you. Well, gang, this has been just yet one more episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Grateful. Thank you, Mr. Michael. And gang, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.